0: The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uh,
1: 92 FM tonight. It feels like a nice, clean little band. No one else using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited.
0: Dirty thought. A nice, clean mind.
2: Guess who? Me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam?y Out there, you listening?
0: claim over my heart I have tried to hold it all together but time and time again I fall apart but that's where I find my life was never mine at all but you are the one inside always in control Worries I can't measure. Holding on to truth that's healing me. Knowing I can trust you is a treasure. With eyes wide open now, I finally see. It's here that I find my life was never. control You were strong enough. Only you can take this out of my hands. Out of my
2: The truth. Oh, Thank you all for the love, thoughts, prayers, and reaching out to me. You all are something special. I love you all in this family, and you guys have just been continuing to lift me up in prayer and thoughts and um, you know, trying to help spread the message of what we're trying to do here, and I just cannot thank you guys enough. You all are some amazing patriots out there, and um, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here with me today. I'm glad that you guys come in and hang out. Um, I think those of you that have been on the ride for a long period of time, You get it, and I appreciate you all being here. Do me a favor when you guys get time, bookmark the website. Don't forget, the website's important. (laughs) You'll be able to find all the information you need. For the channel, for how to get a hold of me, everything that's up there. You can find the podcast on Podbean, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify. Pick one, anyone. Just search Uncensored Dave, and you'll find the podcast up there. Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab, and Facebook links are also at the top of the screen. You can watch the show directly from the website, as well as learn a little bit about me, get yourself some merchandise, and how to get a, how to contact me. You can also find your favorite platforms Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network, are where you can find those live streams. I'm probably going to start doing three- to four-hour shows and starting earlier. Uh, I've been having too much that I want to talk about, and I want more of a chill session. I'll probably still do a podcast style the last two hours, but, but starting after... I get through all of this maybe March I think around, around March time frame I think I'm gonna start doing longer shows so keep an eye out for that uh, that's one thing I'm looking at doing and several other things as well so appreciate you guys very much don't forget those interviews are still gonna be coming mobile events all that stuff is gonna be coming our way so I appreciate you all help me keep the lights on if you can I could really use your help cash at PayPal patreon and buy me a coffee or how you can do that Chris again thank you very much God bless you for for the coffees yesterday I really appreciate that and everyone out there with the gold pill love to t- today yesterday and this whole time you all have been amazing I I appreciate you all very much. Don't forget MyPillow.com. Uh, they, they are uh, sponsoring the show and alternative media like myself, uh, and I really appreciate them. So if you want to help support Mike Lindell and his election integrity efforts, help support the channel, get yourself some cool stuff, mypillow.com backslash A by see you all still kind of getting some cool stuff here and there. And if you guys need some blankets, some sheets, some sandals, all, all kinds of good stuff. They always change up the website weekly. So don't forget to check out the website every now and then if you want to get yourself some cool stuff. And that's where you can find it. I appreciate you all working your way in here today. Everyone over there at Tiger Network, Tora3.com. I appreciate you all very much, and um, mostly usually lurkers and sec- and restreams of of this show are the most views over there. But I appreciate you all very much. Thanks for watching everyone over there on Rumble. Thanks for working your way in here today. I appreciate you all very much as well. Do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button over there on Rumble, and thank you all for being here today. Say hello. Where are y'all from over there in Rumble? If you can, real quick, just say hi for me, so I can say hello to y'all and appreciate y'all for being here. I know y'all are all very busy, very busy lives, and a lot going on. You just lurk and listen, but I appreciate y'all just the same. God bless you all twitch crowds in the house <clears throat> much love it's great to see you guys out there as well i hope all is well with everyone out there over there in the twitch family kirk allen first in the house great to see you out there chris and palidius thank you all for dropping all the links out there much love and god bless you both thank you for all you guys do Deplora laura hello how are you red hummingbirds in the house great to see you out there is that you uh, is that your new uh true social red hummingbird uh that you just follow me on let me know if that is and i'll follow you back i had a couple of other hummingbirds follow i'm not sure which one is you so uh, give me a tag or something on truth let me know what you so i can give you a follow back i always try to follow back the listeners i appreciate you all very much god bless you all who cares is out there love the francis and many others working their way in here today over there on the on twitch crowd much love and god bless you all thanks for being here today and always the foxhole crowds here i appreciate you guys much love Thank you all again for the thoughts, loves, and prayers and reaching out to me behind the scenes. I, I just I can't thank you guys enough. Y'all are some amazing patriots, and I know you've been praying heavy for me, and I've been feeling it, and you guys are definitely helping me lift me up and helping me get through days and keeping me focused on the mission and what I need to be doing, and uh, I appreciate that very much. So thank you all for being here today, and uh, knock my socks off. i Tori is in the house. Uh, great to see you guys. RP4L is out there. Thanks for the hugs. I appreciate it. Who cares? How are you today? Great to see you as well. PJ, it's great to see you out there. You've been even uh, making sure you catch the show, and I appreciate that. It's great to see you out there again. I've, I know that you remember the good old days as well. It's great to see you out there, PJ. I hope all is well. Uh, Keep true. Great to see you out there as well. Yeah, I love that song. Um, that's one of a you know. There's a lot of um, inspirational Christian songs that that just don't get much played. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, True Social got the, is uh, down right now. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with True Social, but the server was down. So um, we'll see what's going on over there. Um, great to see you out there. The Fallen Hope all as well. But, yeah, that, that inspirational music that we've been having, uh, that I've been playing recently, there's so much of it out there that's uplifting, and it's really been helping me kind of set the mood for the show a little bit better than just all the frustrations of trying to get everything going and everything. You know, it's uh, it can be frustrating and overwhelming. But, anyways, um, yes, I know uh, Thursday is going to be a fun day for sure, Toria. I can't wait. <laughs> But hopefully it'll be over after Thursday, and then I can start moving on to the rest of this stuff. Get that stuff knocked out, and the rest. So appreciate you guys, RP4L in the bushes. Great to see you out there. Hope all is well. I have to remember in the bushes that uh, a lot of times you have that sarcastic side of you. You know, there's a, there's there's little emojis you can put out there to remind people that you're being sarcastic because it gets missed in text. <laughs> it gets so hard. I've had so many miscommunications with chatters because I missed the. The sarcasm and something that somebody says because my mind's somewhere completely different. But anyways, future so bright, gotta wear those shades. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. I sent you that uh, the, the soundbite. Grab it and I'll change mine, bro. Thanks, bro. It's good to see you out there and keep up the great work on your show as well. Ten Eastern. Uh, 10 Central, 11 Eastern. If you guys aren't watching the uh, the evening session with Average Joe, you guys are missing out, man. If you're watching somewhere else, I don't know why, you're going to find your best news sources uh, with my bro Joe. I I, I trained him. He's mine. <laughs> I'll give him the uh, the kernel sound. Anyways, uh, so yeah, a shit ton to get through today. I may have to go long today. If it, if it is, so be it. I'll, it'll just have to be what it is. But, um, there's just so much to get to. I was going to try to go early today. Um, but by the time I got done having my brunch and the rest, I didn't, I just didn't have time. So, um, Tracy got reinstated on true social today. Really? So there you go, a little extra, little extra nudge there, Tracy. I got your back. I got you. Anyways, let me let me get moving today because if I don't start getting moving here, I'm never gonna get through all this because there's a lot of stuff I really want to get through and I want to dig on this stuff. So um, grab your popcorn, put your feet up on the couch. Crap. Put put me up on your uh, big screen and, and relax and enjoy because there's a lot of stuff that's important to get through today. And thank you all for I see you guys out there uh, in the bushes and several others uh, re 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 uh, truth in the the show announcement today. Thank you guys for that. I appreciate that. I went through my whole thing of coffee already, and I didn't want another. I didn't feel like another cup. I figured ah, I better better chug some water this afternoon. I'm falling behind on water. Um, Let me start with this. Um, Off the Jeremy Camp uh, inspirational, let me get this article out there. We're gonna head over to Trump's True Social, um, and then we're gonna watch his deposition in its entirety. So that's the plan for the first uh, half hour or so of the show. Not the whole thing. I'm gonna skip forward with the Fifth Amendment stuff, but I want to. There's, a, there's some things I want to point out that you need to hear in that deposition. So hang for that. If you've already seen it, still, I think you need. There's some some information that you need to see. Um, right after that, uh, Darren Beatty actually was on. Uh, Um, War room. I think this weekend with with Steve Bannon, and and he's still been doing great work. I really appreciate Steve Bannon very much, especially with discussions like these. Kind of a different insider uh, view or or a different picture of Kevin McCarthy and versus Paul Ryan and the whole thing of all this. That is pretty interesting perspective that I think you guys should hear. It's about 10 or 15 minutes long, so that's going to take us almost up to the first hour, and then on the second hour, I got about a. 45-minute, two 45-minute digs I need to do. We need to talk about Russian disinformation and Rosemont Seneca and the and the ties to um, uh, Eco Alliance and the rest. Um, I want to. Sh- I just want to show you guys what I've been seeing. You guys know I've been kind of staying away from the whole bioweapons thing for a reason. Um, and I'm just going to show you my reasoning why I believe that there's a lot of propaganda involved in Russian announcements. And I think we should all be just uh, take a step back from it and and take it for what it's worth, given what I will present to you. So that's going to take about 45 minutes. That's going to bring us to about 6.30 or so for the News Blitz, and then about a 5 or 10-minute News Blitz to get us uh, right around 6.30, 6.40. So that's the, that's the show timeline I got for you. I'm going to hop to it right now because, like I said, I'm never going to get through it if I don't get started. So thank you all for being here today. Much love and God bless you all. Keep the prayers coming. A great article that I want to read for you on this, an op-ed from Drollinger. Becoming more like the 12. Are you someone the Lord can use mightily? Eh, that intrigued. That headline intrigued me in reading into it a little bit. It's a, It's not too long, but it's worth our time. This stained glass window depicts Jesus and his disciples there, as you know.
0: <clears throat> hmm.
2: All right. Many, uh, let's see. Many mature Christians long used by God, but what are the qualities God is looking for in us in order to determine to use us mightily? Our country desperately needs Christian public servants and citizens, for that matter, who will turn America upside down. Are you someone he can use mightily and extraordinarily? What was Jesus looking for in his 12 disciples he chose to follow him and ultimately turn the world upside down in Acts 17.6? This week's Bible study, becoming more like the Twelve Amongst Us in the 535-2023 20, shows, biblically uh, shows biblically that they that though they had little in common outwardly, Jesus noted something in common inwardly among those who he chose to disciple and ultimately spread the gospel throughout the world. In Mark 3:13 through 19, Jesus cho- chooses the twelve disciples. These ordinary men had vastly different personalities, temperaments, affiliations, and proclivities highlighted are six of them in paired contrasts peter was bold and brash aggressive and opinionated he was an upfront guy who led thousands to christ through his preaching andrew on the other hand liked behind being behind the scenes inconspicuous thoughtful reflective he was all about winning individuals versus the masses to christ Matthew was politically traitorous uh, tax collector, an ally of the Romans. Simon, on the other hand, was a political zealot, a rebel who outwardly opposed the occupying Roman forces. Imagine those two getting along on the same team and marching in the same direction. James was very passionate while Philip was a pessimistic bean counter. Aware of all these differences, Jesus nonetheless recruited each one to be a part of his team because they all possessed something in common that was essential. Humility is the essential characteristics that God requires in people whom He greatly empowers for us in this world. These are emptied of self, contrite of heart individuals. 2 Chronicles 16:9 associates this essential character quality with heavenly usefulness, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his, whose heart is completely his. Paul the later arriving apostle of Jesus Christ whom God used mightily best defines what possessing a heart that is emptied of self and completely his means he stated to the church of Galatia in the Galatians 2:20 quote I have been crucified with Christ and it and it is no longer I and it is no longer I who live but Christ lives within me and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. What kind of people does God use the most? He uses those who continually view themselves as God's vehicle and want of nothing during this life's journey. A humble person who is is a dead-to-self person. Only people who are empty of self will have room for Christ to become all, all in both in and through them. In his book, The Screwtape Letters, C.S. Lewis describes humility not as having low opinion of one's talent and character, but rather as self-forgetfulness. The word humility, tapinos in Greek, which is found 11 times in the New Testament, means low in spirit. In Jesus' beatitudes, found um, at the beginning of the Sermon of the Mount Matthew 5, the same Greek word is translated poor in spirit. Being meek or poor in spirit stands in biblical juxtaposition of the idea of self-sufficiency. Humility is the realization of one's utter failure and doom apart from God's intervention of grace, not only in an eventual eternal sense, but also in the present. Humility is even more essential for the public servant or any mature Christian when the biblical truth is found in 1 Corinthians 26 through 29 is taken into consideration. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the, base, uh, and, and the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen, the things are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God." This passage underscores the principle that God primarily uses ordinary people, those who are more apt to be humble, to build his kingdom and change the world. This keen insight explains and illustrates why Jesus chose the common folks, i.e., the more apt to possess this essential character trait. More important, very importantly, however, this passage also says that some, not many, as it literally states in the passage, whom he calls and desires to use are in the world's eyes wise, mighty, and noble, so as long as they too are humble, which is less likely. Some believers point to this passage to justify the Christian's supposed non-involvement in government, as if God's economy for changing the world and fulfilling the Great Commission is to only use the foolish, the weak, and the despised. It is more important that the Christian public servant be able to point to the fact that the passage reads not many rather than not any when challenged with this way of thinking. Paul is a good example of a person who was one of not many. He was an outstanding, highly visible leader in his day. See Philippians 3. Also key to understanding the importance of humility relative to the usefulness by God is James 4.6. Scripture says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Notice the Greek meaning of the word opposed. The word for opposed, anitasio, I think, means to rage in battle against. God empowers the humble and combats with the proud. Accordingly, don't find yourself in a battle with God. Rather, be characterized by humility and dependence on the Savior. Really, really well-written article um, picked up by today's Western Journal, Ralph Drollinger, giving us a little uh, perspective on the world around us. You'll find that on my social media after the show. All right, thanks for being here today, guys. Let me keep it moving. Let's get to President Trump. All right, last night, President Trump um, Truth thing out this. I'm continuing my fight against the corrupt, dishonest, and deranged fake news media by filing this lawsuit against a man whose image is far different from the fact, Bob Woodward, his publisher, Simon & Schuster, and their parent company, Paramount Global, for misappropriating, manipulating, and wrongfully profiting from my voice... Woodward and his corporate bosses not only tried to profiteer from doctoring tapes, which were only to be used for the written word, namely help in accuracy for his book, this was an open and blatant attempt to make me look as bad as possible. They have instead... Been exposed for the liars and forgers they are. I will always champion truth and battle against the evil forces of disinformation and fake news. We're going to dig into that lawsuit here uh, in a little bit. I want to show you guys some very interesting things on that, for sure. Uh, so that was uh, that. President Trump, of course, yesterday, truthing out this great meme. The meme teams have been on fire. You guys are killing it out there. I love to see it. Talks a little bit about Stormy. Talks a little bit about Georgia. Of course, Stormy, again, the same old crap that's going on out there. Uh, With that, anything to smear the man. And then, of course, this. President Trump's plan to protect children from left-wing gender insanity. An announcement today from President Trump. Check it out. The left-wing gender insanity being
1: pushed on our children is
2: an act of child abuse. Stand by. I'm going to have to boost that audio a little bit here. Let me get this just a little bit up for you there. All right, there you go, stand by
1: The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse, very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous, a process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It'll go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children. The Department of Justice will investigate Big Pharma and the big hospital networks to determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients, in this case, very vulnerable. We will also investigate whether Big Pharma or others have illegally marketed hormones and puberty blockers, which are in no way licensed or approved for this use. My Department of Education will inform states and school districts that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations for sex discrimination, and the elimination of federal funding. As part of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers, and celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. The bill will also make clear that Title IX prohibits men from participating in women's sports, and we will protect the rights of parents from being forced to allow their minor child to assume a gender which is new and an identity without the parent's consent. The identity will not be new, and it will not be without parental consent. No serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender—a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. Nobody's ever heard of this. What's happening today? It was all when the radical left invented it just a few years ago. Under my leadership, this madness will end. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, thank you, Mr. President. And once again, you know, while he has the uh, the attention of the public now, <laughs> you know, and people actually giving him a chance and actually listening to what he says instead of what the mainstream media says he says, um, he's he's using it very effectively to get messaging out there that people definitely need to hear. So it's really good to see. Um, holy cow, Mr. President, I could do a whole show with all of your announcements. He, he keeps it going today. Uh, about an hour ago after that one here. Let me show you what all he's got here. Let's see. Uh, It's always good to hear from the president, man. I'll I'll take a little extra time to hear from, from President Trump. Let's see what he's got going on today, an hour ago.
1: The fake news media like CNN, MSDNC, which is sometimes referred to as MSNBC, the Washington Compost, which is sometimes referred to as the Washington Post, And the failing New York Times are doing really, really badly and closing up shop all over the place. CNN is shuttering its longtime headquarters building, and the money-losing Washington Post is being peddled all over to see whether or not somebody wants to buy it. In the meantime, they're firing massive numbers of people. Not reporting with credibility has its consequences. The future of the fake news looks bleak, and that's a positive thing. But beware the Marxists and communists, which are well-represented in our government. Many of them got there by fake news, so we have to stop it. We have to get back to normal. Thank you.
2: Yes, we do, Mr. President, we really do. And that would be a great start in it if the mainstream media, you know, actually started to do their job. That would, wouldn't that be amazing?
1: I recently read an interesting headline in the paper that said, quote, the Washington Compost, which is the Washington Post, hit with Biden-era layoffs as subscriptions plummet, end of quote. If they'd cover the news fairly, accurately, with a passion for our country, this wouldn't be happening to the Washington Post. People don't want fake news. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, he, he, I think he just wanted to say the Washington Compost again.
1: <laughs> After many years, CNN is closing their Atlanta headquarters. It's very simple, no ratings equal no money. They got no money because they have no ratings. That's what fake news gets you. People are wise to it. Likewise, speaking of fake news, DNC, sometimes referred to as MSNBC, is in very big ratings trouble. And be careful, Fox News, don't go that way. They've got failed politician Paul Ryan and Rhino Karl Rove, a total loser, running things. Please be careful, Fox News.
2: Yeah, uh, that's good advice, Mr. President. Uh, I will give you that for sure. Fake news is stupid and corrupt.
1: The fake news says I'm not campaigning very hard. I say they are stupid and corrupt because the election's a long ways away, almost two years. The beauty is, two years is not so long anymore when you think of four. Too bad it couldn't have happened a lot sooner, isn't it? But do not fear. Many giant rallies and other events are coming up very soon. It will all be wild and exciting, and we're going to bring our country back. We will save our country from doom and make America great again. And you are going to be the biggest part of it. Thank you very much.
2: Love it. Absolutely love it. And that is getting us to uh, present time, I do believe. One last check. Yep, that's the last one. All right, there you go. President Trump out there today letting us know what's going on. Now, let's hear the deposition in the president's own words um, the, I'm seeing, of course, the mainstream media cutting and pasting and, and click, and, uh, you know, uh, not, not letting the whole thing play out. So in the interest of hearing the whole deposition from President Trump, I'm going to play this and then I want to show you a, cue, a few key parts after his opening announcement that you guys need to see. Here we go. Record
3: at 3.30. 13
4: and this testimony given by Donald J. Trump. We start now with breaking news. CBS News has obtained the video of former President Donald Trump for a deposition last. The former President, if you're
1: innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment?
2: No, 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 no. See, I just played the whole damn thing, and I'm not, I don't want your, I said I want just. The deposition. Not your guys' spin to go along with. You can fuck that off over there.
3: Good morning. You're going on the record at 9.38 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on August 10th, 2022. Please note that the microphones are sensitive and may pick up whispering and private conversations. Please mute your phones at this time. Audio and video recording will continue to take place unless all parties agree to go off the record. This is media unit one of the video recorded deposition of Donald J. Trump taken by counsel for, in the matter of financial statements and investigation for the state of New York Office of Attorney General. The location of the deposition is 28 Liberty Street, New York, New York. My name is Zeph Coda, representing Veritext, and I am the videographer. The court reporter is Linda Greenstein from the firm Veritext. I am not authorized to administer an oath. I am not related to any party misaction, nor am I financially interested in the outcome. Counsel and all present, including those remotely, have been noted for the record. Will the court reporter please swear in the witness, and then counsel may proceed.
4: Where or that
2: the testimony or that I do Thank you. good
4: morning mr. Trump my name is Letitia James and I'm the Attorney General of the great state of New York before we begin if everybody please silence their cell phones we would appreciate that um, I wanted to begin with some preliminary rules some ground rules sure. if you don't mind and then I'm going to turn it over to Kevin Wallace who will conduct this exact um, Mr. Trump, you've testified under oath many times, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And um, so I take it you are familiar with the ground rules on uh, for how testimony proceeds, is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I'll skip that part of the um, introduction. Is, is that okay? Sure. Okay. And are, and are you okay right I am. now? Okay, yes. good, good, good. What I will do is explain some differences between the procedures in a civil deposition and the testimony we are taking today, uh, because this is a... An Investigatory proceeding. Um, you do not have a right to have an attorney with you in this investigation, uh, but I have agreed that your tenure, your attorney, will be present uh, today. However, this examination is not the same as a, a deposition in ordinary civil litigation, and your attorney's role will be limited to consultation with you in order to give you legal advice regarding privileged matters, if any, or your right not to incriminate yourself. Um, notwithstanding any objection by your attorneys, you are still required to respond to any questions unless your attorney specifically directs you not to answer. Anything you say in this in, in this examination may be used in a civil proceeding, and that can include a civil enforcement proceeding or a criminal action. Uh, uh, do you understand that? I think. Um, is that a yes?
1: I don't know what I did wrong, but uh, the answer is yes. I do okay. understand. Thank you.
4: You have the right to refuse to answer any question if a truthful answer to the question would tend to incriminate you. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. And uh, any willful misstatement by you may constitute perjury. Do you understand that, sir? Yes. Okay. Finally, this investigation is confidential. We request that you not discuss this matter, your testimony here today, and any documents that you have produced or may produce in connection. With today's testimony with anyone other than your attorneys do you understand that sir no
1: uh, when you say confidential uh, we're not allowed to talk about this to the press or Correct.
4: Oh. I believe sorry. what she means is what happened in this in this room the details of what happened in this room okay. obviously okay, the, with me. yeah in um, fact that it happened yes but not the details Okay. Neither you nor anyone acting on your behalf has the right to obtain a copy of the transcript uh, of your testimony here today from the reporter. Um, And neither you nor uh, Veritex are permitted to release copies of the transcript to anyone other than representatives of this office, the Office of the Attorney General. Extensive note-taking or any attempt um, to create a transcript of the proceedings here by you or your attorneys is not authorized and will not be permitted. Um, Are you taking any medication or drugs of any kind that make it difficult for you to understand or answer any of the questions today, sir? No. And ask. And are you feeling okay today? Yes. And are you sick today? No. Okay. And do you have any conditions that could prevent you from giving full, complete, and truthful answers to any questions today?
5: No. Okay.
4: Um, and is there any other reason why you cannot give full, complete, and accurate testimony here today? Well, you have to, I mean, I'll be doing this. Yeah.
1: No. No, other than what I'm saying.
4: Okay. I'm not going to turn it over to Kevin Wallace. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Good
6: morning, Mr. Trump. Good morning. Uh, as the Attorney General mentioned, my name is uh, Kevin Wallace. Sitting next to me is Alex Finkelstein from our office and sitting next to him is uh, Samantha Stern, who's a paralegal uh, with our office. They're going to be assisting me during the day today. Um, I'm going to take a moment just to correct one thing from the read-in, is that we go off the record not when both parties agree, but when uh, the attorney general directs that we are off the record Uh, during these proceedings. The attorney general controls the record. Um, So uh, Mr. Trump, what did you do to prepare for today's examination?
1: Uh, very little. Read your statement. If you'd like I could read the statement, but very little. Um
6: well read the
4: excuse me. Read the statement. Can we go yes, he would like I to... will
6: now use my uh, moment to go off the record. Thank Some you.
4: Moment. Sorry, we, just read the statement.
3: We're going off the record at nine forty four AM. We're back on the record at nine forty five AM.
6: Uh, Mr. Trump, I understand you have a statement that you wanted to read into the record. Yes. Um, Would you please feel free to... Uh,
2: Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to show you who that clown is. Kevin Wallace is the Office of New York State Attorney General, Columbia University of School and Law. Of course he is. Of course he's a brainwashed Columbia University meathead. Um, his history is this, uh, Boston College, Bachelor's of Arts, uh, political science, 92 to 96, 97 to 2000, three years and he graduated in law school. That's impressive. Must not have graduated. He then became a law clerk in 2002 for the honorable Richard M. Berman in, S D N Y. Then he went to David Polk and Wardell A couple other partners for Dewey and LaBeouf Winston and Strawn Acting Chief Investigator Protection Bureau For New York 2018 to 2021 Senior Enforcement Counsel Division of Economic Justice From New York 2021 to present So five years working for the Attorney General's Office Three years at Columbia And then he became a law clerk in 2002 How does that work? Anyway, that's that
6: guy. start. Thank you very much.
1: This is the greatest witch hunt in the history of our country. There has never been another president or perhaps even another politician who has been persecuted, harassed, and in every other way unfairly treated like President Donald J. Trump. What Letitia James has tried to do the last number of years is a disgrace to the legal system, an affront to the New York State taxpayers, and a violation of the solemn rights and protections afforded by the United States Constitution. She developed a political platform and made a career out of maliciously attacking me and my business before she even understood or was elected or reviewed one of the millions of pages of documents we willingly produced, we willingly produced these documents. James proclaimed that she, quote, looks forward to going into the Office of Attorney General every day suing me and then going home. This is during her campaign. She announced that she was obsessed with, quote, taking me on, taking me on and that her eyes were set on Trump Tower, quote, Trump Tower. She even assured her supporters as an election promise very strongly that, quote, we're going to definitely sue him. Before she even knew anything about me, we're going to be a real pain in his ass. He's going to know my name personally. And she claimed I was on an illegitimate and that it was an illegitimate president. Quote, illegitimate president. In her AG speech, she promised to, quote, shine a bright light into every dark corner of Trump's real estate holdings. Shortly thereafter, she vowed to, quote, use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transactions, and that that of his family as well. She knows nothing about us. This is when she knew absolutely nothing about us. It was very unfair. This whole thing is very unfair. As a pretense for commencing her bogus investigation, Letitia James relied on the testimony of Michael Cohen, a convicted felon and liar. The Southern District of New York astutely described Cohen as a man who, quote, repeatedly used his power and influence for deceptive ends by engaging in, quote, extensive, deliberate, and serious criminal conduct consistent with a, quote, pattern of deception that permeated his professional life. This was in a long, many-page statement by him. It only gets worse. This is the witness, a stone-cold loser, a real loser, that she used to justify her obsessive work, her obsessive investigation of me. Even though he got in civil and criminal trouble for representing himself on a taxi cab company that he had and other things, and also others as a lawyer, I once asked If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? I was asking that question. Now I know the answer to that question. When your family, your company, and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and even the fake news media, you really have no choice. We cannot permit a renegade and out of control prosecutor to use this investigation as a means of advancing her political career. New York deserves better and this country deserves better. Being a prosecutor is a very important thing. This is a vindictive and self-serving fishing expedition the likes of which this country has perhaps never seen before. If there was any question in my mind The raid on my home two days ago, Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Florida, by the FBI, just two days prior to this deposition, think of it, wiped out any of that uncertainty. I have absolutely no choice because the current administration and many prosecutors in this country have lost all moral and ethical bounds of decency. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool, an absolute fool. One statement or answer that is ever so slightly off, just ever so slightly, by accident, by mistake, such as it was a sunny, beautiful day when actually it was slightly overcast, would be met by law enforcement at a level seldom seen in this country, because I've experienced it. The United States Constitution exists for this very purpose, and I will utilize it to the fullest extent and defend myself against this malicious attack by this administration, this attorney general's office, and all other attacks on my family, my business, and our country. Accordingly, under the advice of my counsel and. For all of the above reasons, I respectfully decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. This will be my answer to any further questions.
6: Um, Include among the rights and privileges afforded every citizen under the United States Constitution, does that include the Fifth Amendment right to uh, avoid incrimination? Yes. So your counsel... Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I will just note for the record that was a, a lengthy statement. Uh, obviously, we disagree with all of the characterizations, but to uh, keep the, today's proceedings moving, um, I'm going to move on to my questioning. Um, so, Mr. Trump, I take it you are are not going to answer any questions about your preparation today with your counsel, is that correct?
1: Then. Should I say this, Mm -hmm. or should I respond to that? Just read that. For all of the reasons provided in my answer, which is incorporated herein in its entirety, I decline to answer the question.
6: Okay, Uh, Mr. Trump, the focus of our investigation, and what we are primarily going to cover today, involves the presentation of your statements of financial condition between 2011 and the present. Uh, I take it you are generally familiar with those statements. Is that correct?
1: For all of the reasons provided in my answer, which is incorporated herein, in its entirety, I decline to answer the question. Okay.
6: Um, Did you review any of those statements from the period 2011 to 2021 during
2: your preparation for today's testimony? For all of the reasons... So there's a couple of things here that I want you to see. You see where this is going, right? <clears throat> but I want, I want you to hear <clears throat> what these freaking clowns try to do here.
6: Year June 30, 2011. Um, do you recognize the form of this document? Same answer. Uh, this is the supporting data spreadsheet that was used to prepare your 2011 statement of financial condition, is that correct?
1: Same answer.
6: Uh, The spreadsheet is used to calculate the valuations contained in the Statement of Financial Condition. Is that correct? Same answer. Uh, You reviewed this document with Alan Weisselberg before it was finalized as part of the 2011 Statement of Financial Condition. Is that correct? Same answer. You reviewed this document with Jeff McConney before the 2011 Statement of Financial Condition was issued. Is that correct? Same answer. Uh, you reviewed and approved the valuations and valuation methods contained in this document before it was finalized. Is
2: that correct? Same answer. Uh, and you... So that right there, the valuations, they they continue to go on through all of this, to continue to go year after year after year with specifics of the valuations of properties to, to be able to write off uh, debt on interest and the rest. These are the same loopholes that have been in the IRS, that every freaking clown in DC and every other politician and business person uses, and they're just trying to go after him, saying that this is what he did. They don't have any actual criminality or civil stuff to go after him with. Why? I'll show you in just two seconds, listen.
6: Approved the valuations and valuation methods contained in this document before it was finalized, is that correct? Same answer. The valuations contained in this document reflect false and misleading valuation statements. Is that correct? Uh, same answer. Uh, you were aware at the time this was finalized that the statement of financial condition for 2011 contained false and misleading statements. Is that correct? Same answer. In preparing the 2011 statement of financial conditions, uh, Alan Weisselberg and Jeff McConnie worked at your direction and followed your instructions and inflated asset
2: valuations on the statement
6: of financial condition.
2: Now, right there. You heard that, right? Let me go back. Listen carefully.
6: And followed your instructions. And inflated 2011 contained false and misleading statements. Is that correct? Same answer. In preparing the 2011 statement of financial conditions, uh, Alan Weisselberg and Jeff McConaughey worked at your...
2: Alan Weisselberg and Jeff McConaughey. Those are the ones that prepare and handle all of his tax returns and stuff. Okay? Right? What, you think You think President Trump's over here like, like crunching the numbers and shit? Right, he's, Trump's over here like, okay, hold on a second here. Uh, where, where can I get a, more, a little more tax uh, write-off stuff here? He's over here doing that, that's what he's doing? now.
6: Direction and followed your instructions and inflated asset valuations on the statement of financial conditions by employing false or misleading assumptions, is that correct? Same answer. Uh, from at least 2005 through the present, you've had an ongoing agreement with Mr. Weiselberg and Mr. McConney that they would prepare the statement of financial condition in a manner that included valuations that depended on false and misleading assumptions as a means of inflating reported values.
2: See, false or misleading assumptions. Excuse me? Do you know anything about business? (laughs) And how fucking business works? Yeah, right? Like, okay, here's the projections of having this building being done by this day. Therefore, we can close out this debt here or there or whatever, right? And the the timeline of things always changes.
6: Is that correct? Same answer. From at least 2005 through the present, you have had an ongoing agreement with Mr. Weisselberg and Mr. McHoney and others that they would prepare the statement of financial condition in a manner that included intentional overvaluations. Is that correct? Same answer. From at least 2005 through the present, you have had an ongoing agreement with Mr. Weisselberg and Mr. McConnie and others that they would prepare the statement of financial condition in a manner that included false and misleading valuations statements.
2: That- false or misleading statements, again. Wait, what are we, what are you talking about? Is
6: that correct? Same answer. Quick off the record for one
2: sec. All right, now there's another. There's just one more section here that you need to hear. The record and this is why this is all just for fucking show. Once again, we got them this time, but I'm going to show you this is all just for show. That's why this is being released.
3: We're back on the record at 1:53 p.m.
2: Um, Mr. Trump,
6: uh, we don't have a hard copy of the next document, but I'm going to designate the uh, document that is up on the screen as Exhibit 29. Uh, This is an electronic copy of uh, the supporting spreadsheet for your statement of financial condition. It bears the production number, let me say, the document bears the production number Mazar's NYAG 00161836. Um, Do you recognize the form of this document? Same answer. Uh, this is the supporting data spreadsheet for the 2019 Statement of Financial Condition, is that correct? Same answer. Uh, this spreadsheet was used to calculate the valuations contained in the Statement of Financial Condition, is that correct?
1: Same answer. Uh,
6: you reviewed this document with Alan Weiselberg and your son Don Trump Jr. before it was finalized as part of the 2019 Statement of Financial Condition, is that correct? Same answer. You reviewed and approved the valuations and valuation methods contained in this document before it was finalized. Is that correct?
1: Same answer. Uh,
6: The 2019 statement of financial condition contained false and misleading valuations and
2: statements. Is that correct? Same answer. False or misleading financial statements. Listen, listen to the questions. You can hear everything by the, by the little keywords in the question.
6: Knew at the time it was finalized that the year 2019 statement of financial condition contained false and misleading statements. Is that correct? Same answer. In preparing the 2019 statement of financial condition, uh, Mr. Weiselberg and Mr. McConaughey worked at your direction and followed. There it is again. There it is again. Your instructions to inflate asset valuations on the statement of financial condition by employing false and misleading assumptions. Is that correct?
1: Same answer.
6: Um, Others in the accounting department also worked with Mr. Weisselberg and Mr. McConney to follow your instructions and inflate asset valuations on the statement of financial condition by employing false or misleading assumptions. Is that correct?
1: Same answer.
2: Just a little more here and listen to this. I think I thought it was right there, maybe not. (laughs) Um,
6: Mr. Trump, the court reporter has handed you a document that has been designated Exhibit 30. It bears the production number DB. NYAG. All right, so same stuff, same stuff. Reporting data spreadsheet for the 2020 Statement of Financial Condition, is that correct? Same answer. Same answer. You knew at the time it was finalized that the 2020 Statement of Financial Condition. You knew. Knowingly. That's 31, yeah statement of financial condition methods contained in this document before it was issued. Is that correct? Same answer. Okay. Um, Sam, would you pull up the next document, please? You reviewed the valuations and valuation methods contained in this document before it was issued. Is that correct?
1: Same answer. Okay.
2: Um, Sam, would you pull up the, the next one next here document, is the same thing, and then he he asked if he knowingly got involved in any of this or knew about any of the stuff that was happening
1: same answer
2: I think it's right here do we want to do them? condition
6: for the Whitleaf pen firm.
1: Same answer.
2: Concerning the accuracy of the years... 20- Alright, here it is, I think right here. Last one, and then I'm gonna wrap this up. But, just so the you guys years hear.
6: 2011 through 2020, did you or someone acting at your direction sign a representation letter to the Mazar's firm Concerning the accuracy of the statements in the Statement of Financial Condition.
2: There you go. Same shit, different day. It's it's just, it's all warranties garbage.
6: made by guarantor under Section 9, little I, to...
2: So, yeah, the reason why this is coming out right now is because they ain't got shit on them. <laughs> but they're going to continue to harass them. So, there you go. If you want to... Look a little closer into some of those questions and stuff. Um, you're you're more than welcome to. I, we've, we've, we've already covered this before. We did the dig on this before. The whole damn thing is garbage. It's a waste of time. And it's all about creating a political narrative uh, for the public to see. And so there you go. There's that. All right. Top of the hour, guys. Thank you all very much. Um, give me about 30 seconds here to pay a bill. We'll catch up with you guys over there in chat. And then... Uh, like I said, about another hour and a half of, of stuff to get through today. I appreciate you all being here today. Much love. Hello, I'm Mike, Mike Vindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one, one of you, you for your continued support. With, With everything going, going on right, right now, your, your rest, rest is so important. That's why, why we're having, having the biggest my pillow, pillow sale ever. ever. Not Not only only are my bed pillows pillows as low as $19.98, but But you can can get get the best best body body pillows ever. ever. Regular Regular. $89.98,
7: not Not only $29.98.
2: Take, Take your rest on, on the go with our roll and go anywhere, my, my pillows for only $14.98. Do me and a we favor when you guys get time. Check out MyPillow.com backslash Abe. We appreciate Mike Lindell very much for doing, for supporting the show and supporting the platform. Not just us, but everyone out here who's trying to uh, break through the uh, dehumanization of the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. Thanks, guys, for being here today. Lots of stuff to get through this for the second hour, and I'll pro- I hope you guys are enjoying that that first stuff. There's really nothing to worry about there um, on that thing. They're going to continue to go after him, but, man, they are really trying to tear him apart in any way they can. Um, uh, Zelensky says uh, he is controlling himself well, but the disappointment of the ethics of the libtards depri- de- uh, desperation was pretty evident on occasion. Yeah, he... He could tell. He was just like, really? I got to sit here and t- deal with this? So, yeah. Um, and the media is spinning it big time. The media is uh, basically trying to make it sound like, um, you know, he, he's trying to hide criminality. That's why he's pleading the fifth. No. When you're, when you're dealing with exactly what President Trump said, when you're dealing with people who are just trying to destroy you any way they can, you just say, fuck yourself. <laughs> you, pr- you prove your case. How's that sound? Um, and I ain't going to say shit. So, um, I think that's the smartest thing to do. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's honestly the, uh, it's solid legal advice. And so you have the mainstream media. Anytime someone on the left pleads the fifth or whatever, yeah, nothing to see here. Right. But, uh, for president Trump, oh man, he's obviously, they obviously got him now. So don't even worry about it. They don't have him now. They ain't got shit. And it, the media is just using it to, um, to spin the whole thing. So there you go. Deplora Laura, thanks for being here. Esther, thanks. I'm glad to have been able to see that. No problem. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the uh, 100 bits. I appreciate that. Much love. And uh, so, yeah. Thanks Thanks for being here today, guys. As always, uh, Esther, Deplora Laura. Uh, who else is out over there? Kirk Allen, Comfortably Numb. Not under his instruction, indeed. Red Hummingbird, thanks for being here as well. I appreciate you guys. Everyone over there I'm Pilled, how you guys doing out there today? Thanks for being here in the second hour. We got lots to get through for the second half. I have been reinstated on truth, yes indeed. I got your back, we got your back, Tracy. Don't screw it up this time, all right? Did you see my question, Tracy? No True Social or modded True Social. Yes, there are very few actual free speech platforms on the world. And yes, True Social, if they want to continue to have a platform, has to play the game for now. And then things will change as these ridiculous laws that are coming from the European Union change as well. Because as we have talked about on the show and you guys have been listening, the European Union is going to be putting um teeth to their uh, censorship regime that is uh the European Union's uh, digital censorship or whatever whatever the hell you want to call it um so yes there are rules that they have to play by and that's why we have been spoiled here on on pilled and other places but you you, you, you no pill or no true social or a mod true social for now. We're going to have to deal with it. It's just the way the world is. Anyways, Tracy, thank you very much for the shades. Space Coast Patriot, thank you for the cookie. The burden of proof is in the prosecutor. They had nothing. That's right. They got nothing. I appreciate that very much. Space, Space Coast Patriot for that. Froggers in the house, try not to throw my phone. God bless DJT. I feel you. I feel you. But that's why we spent so much time on it today to show you guys. Don't even worry about it. Liberty Bell, Sean Joe, thanks very much. Average Joe and uh, Space Coast Patriot, thank you very much, as always. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you all for the uh, gold pill love today. I appreciate you all very much. Uh, all right. Um, Let me see here. <laughs> I couldn't respond at the time. Gotcha, gotcha. We gotcha. We gotcha. We gotcha. All right, let me uh, let me keep it moving here for the second half so, so I can get through as much of this stuff as possible. Lots of stuff to get through today, and I want to show you a couple things that are interesting. Number one, this from Majori Taylor Greene today in the Oversight and Accountability Committee. I haven't seen this yet, but I wanted to hear what Majori had to say today. So without further ado, that's a swing and a miss. Uh, <laughs> without further ado, let's check it out.
8: I do agree with you.
2: Super low, super, super low. Let's see here. All right, let's try that.
8: About Tyree Nichols' death, I watched the video, and it was tragic and and extremely difficult to watch. I would also like to point out that that city is Democrat-controlled, and the five officers that have been arrested and charged are black and I think that this isn't, isn't an issue of uh, racism or anything like that. I think, I think that the judge and the, the jury and the trial needs to work out what happened there. But I share that with you. But I'd like to also point something that I'd hope you share with me. There's a woman in this room whose daughter was murdered on January 6th, Ashley Babbitt. And Ashley Babbitt has, there's never been a trial as a matter of fact, no one has cared about the person that shot and killed her, and, and no one in this Congress has really addressed that issue. January 6th committee didn't address it. And I believe that there are many people uh, that came into the Capitol on January 6th whose civil rights and liberties are being violated heavily. And this committee will, I, I hope, uh, Mr. Chairman, look into those civil rights abuses uh, because they're happening in a jail right here in this city, and I hope Miss Norton uh, will will care about that as well, um, as, as, as well as jails across the country. I've been in that jail, and um, it's not just the January 6th defendants pre-trial, by the way. It's many of the inmates in there living in horrific conditions. Um, so I think that's something that you and I can care about. Um,
6: will the gentlelady yield just for a moment? Uh,
8: no, oh. I will not yield. Um, but I would, I would like to say and, and point out that civil rights and liberties are important, but we have to make sure that we crack down on the two-tier justice system because that needs to end. I yield back the remainder of my time.
2: you lady. <laughs> Majori, God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being a voice for those who are voiceless, to say the least. 15, 14 minutes, Darren Beattie, This is worth your time. Um, It's a very interesting perspective on McCarthy, Paul Ryan, and the whole Rhino establishment thing. And I I just think it's interesting to take this perspective in because we're so hyper-politics now. You know what I mean? We're so, uh, you're a traitor, you're a traitor, you're a traitor, but there's... There's much more nuance to politics to d c to the way President Trump is trying to reach out for um, to expand his base of voters versus how he's going to govern or has governed in the past so on that on that the the idea of that just I just want you to take I'm not going to say that I agree with everything Darren Beatty says here I just want to hear you to hear for perspective check it out there's a
7: piece on um on uh, revolver, that was very interesting having you on about Paul Ryan. But here yes. we just went through the same exercise. Is it, have we learned? Have we learned anything? Give us your assessment on Friday evening, the twenty seventh of January, and twenty three. Given that we just everybody threw all in out in uh, in Dana Point, Mike Lindell, uh, Harmeet, Caroline Rand, they had a big team out there whipping, uh, and they essentially end up with a third of the votes, sir.
5: Well, that's a great question, and indeed, it is fortuitous. Um, If anyone wants to see something really savage, some have even said it's a little bit too brutal, Revolver.News has the piece of basically Paul Ryan getting shoved back in the blocker again where he belongs because he has no business near any kind of political power influence. He He poked his head out a little bit to basically say, oh, Trump is a proven loser. He's done. And it really reminds us what's at stake because Paul Ryan represents not only ideologically and aesthetically and spiritually, I guess I covered all the bases with those three, but he represents psychologically, aesthetically, spiritually, ideologically, the old and dead and crusty and uninspiring GOP that Trump basically um, put a stake through the heart of and they're trying desperately to end Trump as a political phenomenon, not just the man, but the political phenomenon, they're trying desperately to end this at all costs. And so Paul Ryan was kind of trotted out to say, oh, well, I don't think he's going to, you know, he, he's he's a proven loser, this and that. For Paul Ryan to call anyone a proven loser is is pretty rich, frankly. But I want to make a point in light of the recent sort of Ronnie McDaniel thing and the Kevin McCarthy thing and the Paul Ryan thing, because I think Paul Ryan is actually a very different kind of creature from a Ron and McDaniel or a Kevin McCarthy. In fact, I think it's useful to illustrate the difference between McCarthy and Paul Ryan. And I think the difference is this. Paul Ryan actually has beliefs. He has convictions. They happen to be profoundly counterproductive, bad for the country, and stupid. But he has genuine convictions of a kind of Watered down, charitably put, maybe hundred five IQ tier like libertarian philosophy talking points that translate really poorly into the policies that he advocates. Basically, he just wants to take away um, money from old people, which is actually far less uh, has far less support than Trump's original Muslim ban, which you know he tried to uh trump for but paul ryan has real convictions they're bad convictions but they're real convictions and bad whereas kevin mccarthy in my kind of own humble personal kind of psychoanalysis kevin mccarthy has no genuine beliefs other than advancing his own career which maybe as a person speaks worse of him but as somebody that you can actually work with is actually more of an advantage because as somebody with no real ideology, he'll go in whatever direction bullies him stronger. If the establishment side bullies him more, he'll go with the establishment. If our side bullies him more, or you know, you can put it more diplomatically, if we pressure him more, if we exert more leverage, then he'll go with us convictions have nothing to do with it. And so Kevin McCarthy is much more of a swamp creature in that, I think, more kind of literal uh, uh, sense. The more direct sense of being a swamp creature is he's totally up for sale, whichever side bullies him more. And if you know how to bully, he can actually be an instrument for good. Whereas Paul Ryan is so inveterately infected with um counterproductive ideology there's really nothing you can do with him he can never be a force for for uh for a positive change and so i would say if i had to compare the two i would say kevin mccarthy is a cut above paul ryan for that reason
7: let's go back to uh and by the way we're still trying to track down a so We're having a tough time hooking up with it connecting
2: i want to go back to, to paul ryan because let me guys think about that <clears throat> Pretty interesting perspective, isn't that?
7: Because look, here is what I think is frustrating this audience and they're and they're kind of at their limit, is that they do the work, uh, they put up the small dollars, but it's a huge percentage of their income, they're the ones focused, they're the ones out there, they're actually the foot soldiers, right? The hoplites. And they don't feel they're being listened to. And and the reason is is that although McCarthy and and, and Rana may not have deep-seated beliefs, the beliefs they do have or what they will their natural default position is always to these what you call the old Republican Party positions. Now you were the speechwriter that was in the White House that I think was the most brilliant speechwriter who was helped craft uh President Trump's ideas into actual rhetoric that uh that really moved the agenda in those first couple of years. But but uh compare and contrast when you talk about that the old Republican Party ideas, which uh, Ryan is, uh, uh, he's part of the intelligentsia in that. He's a unique character in that he is both a man of action as being Speaker of the House and a politician, but he's also a thinker. I will give Paul one thing. He, these are deeply held beliefs of his, deeply read, and it may be 105 IQ, but it's a deeply read. The other guys, right. and they're up front, Rana and and, and McCarthy. McCarthy will never make a, a, he'll tell you, I'm not a policy guy, I'm a political guy about right. about how to count votes and, and how to go. So compare and contrast right. the old Republican Party and what these deep-seated beliefs are and the still the default position of the Ranas and the McCarthys versus MAGA and America First and where you see that right now in these massive fights that we have before us, sir.
5: Right. Well, I... I... I tried to illustrate the difference a little bit in my kind of earlier monologue, but basically Paul Ryan, you know, and you saw this even during the Trump candidacy is like, yes, there was kind of a broad swath of never Trumpers, but then there were almost sort of swampy establishment types who cozied up a little bit more to Trump or at least begrudgingly supported Trump before the ideological people like the, you know, the Paul Ryan types, the the never Trump types, the people who were the National Review types, they were motivated by this kind of really mid-tier movement conservative ideology that just animated the never Trump movement. Whereas, for instance, somebody like Bob Dole, who is an embodiment of an establishment type figure, nonetheless kind of I think he actually supported Trump, you know, certainly more so than these movement conservative types. And so I don't know if I would call Bob Dole a swamp, but I think there's a distinction between the swamp and these sort of ideologically motivated never Trumpers. And Paul Ryan is more or less in the latter category. He's ideologically motivated. He has his sort of Cliff notes to libertarian ideology that conveniently and self-selectively translates into basically a handout regime for the corrupt corporate interests that largely control the country. But he's very genuinely animated that by that, whereas, again, these creatures like Ma- and McDaniel and Paul Ryan are—I'm uh, sorry, and McDaniel and Kevin McCarthy— Are more vacuous in that sense. There's no genuine animating ideology, and so they're more machine creatures. And so whatever kind of the internal logic of the machine is, um, that's the direction they go. Unfortunately, that's not generally the direction we're in, but I still think there's more room to work with someone like a McCarthy than there is a Paul Ryan. And in any case, they represent very different archetypes. And I think it's it's helpful to understand that distinction.
2: Know more about. I agree. I think it's very helpful to understand that distinction. You know, there's a there, it, it is much more gray, right? It's much politics is much more gray area than it is. You're a traitor. You're a patriot, right? If you're not on board with MAGA, then you're a traitor, right? It's much, much, much more gray area than that. And I thought that um, on that kind of topic, I thought Darren Beattie, who, by the way, um, shout out to Darren Beattie. He's top notch. Um, So I I thought that was really well done. Um, So shout out to Revolver. And that's why I've been highlighting as much of their work as possible. And I'm going to go ahead and highlight another one of their pieces today right after that. Pfizer virus mutations aren't the only inconvenient truth about about Project Veritas' latest scoop. These guys always bring in the bigger picture, you know what I'm saying, um, to the fold here, which is why I like uh, highlighting their work. Um, um, Soros-funded Heridians have tried to destroy uh, uh, the revolver, so there you go. They're dealing with problems as well. On uh, January 25th, Project Veritas released a what has already become its far, by far its most-watched video ever, an undercover conversation with Dr. Jordan Tristan Walker. Dr. Walker's claim that Pfizer has considered in intentionally mutating COVID-19 in a lab, the same type of risky behavior that preceded a likely leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology is a major bombshell, of course, but there's another story here. That's bad, that's a more bad. I can see it now. My eyesight is trash. There's another story here worthy they at least a little discussion it's not as shocking, but certainly very revealing about mo- the nature of modern America. Who the heck is Jordan Walker and how'd this blabbermouth idiot get his sweet job at Pfizer? <laughs> According to Project Veritas, the supported by screenshots found online, Walker works for Pfizer as a director of research and development, strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning. Yeah, critics of the Veritas scoop have zeroed in on the idea that Walker could not possibly hold a senior role within Pfizer, citing his relatively recent graduation and unremarkable research history. This criticism is rooted in truth. After attending Yale undergrad, Walker graduated medical school of University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center, which ranks solidly but not in the top, uh, tier. He also graduated in 2018. From 2019 to 2020, Walker spent a year in urology resident program at Massachusetts General Hospital, itself an odd resume line item. The Massachusetts General Hospital urology residency, run in collaboration with Harvard Medical School, is five years long. Walker, it seems, may have left the program early. We were just talking about uh, the uh, lawyer who was questioning President Trump in that deposition and... He got a law degree in three years. How does this shit work? The college admissions scandal is much deeper than just college admissions. It's also bought and paid for degrees. But anyways, maybe someday that story will be told. Yet immediately, he pivoted to a desirable job at Boston Consulting Group and then picked up a lovely sounding title at Pfizer. In truth, though, as amazing as the title sounds, it's not exceptionally remarkable. Pfizer has... A great many directors and senior directors above them and can be seen by glancing the company's webpage there, holy crap <laughs> there they all are, senior director senior director, 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 director yeah, 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 all too many chiefs and not enough um, Indians That's that's typical for corporate America another reason why I left, still it's hardly some awful job So we have a 20-something man, a graduate of Yale in a moderately uh, ranked uh, medical school who went into and then left a Harvard-linked residency, then briefly passed through an ultra-elite consulting company to land a nice but not that nice job at Pfizer, where he immediately spilled disastrously harmful information about his employer to an undercover reporter. Jordan Walker, whatever else he might be said about him, seems oddly unimpressive for his pileup of credentials. But there's another straightforward explanation for all the oddities in Walker's biography. He's a proud product of America's affirmative action industrial complex, which reliably rewards and elevates members of preferred races far above where they would be if they were white or Asian. Ding. Nailed it. Pfizer itself has proudly offered fellowships that literally don't even allow white people to apply for them. The pharmaceutical giant Pfizer offers a prestigious fellowship that bars whites and Asians from applying. Trumpeted in the company's website as a bold move to create a workplace for all. Uh, how's your workplace for all working out for you, you fucking idiots? Civil rights are characterizing in a different way as a blatant violation of the law. This Pfizer program is so fla- flagrantly illegal, I seriously wonder how it passed internal review by its general counsel. Because like, uh, they have everyone else in the SEC and the government bought and paid for to do this as well. And then you get rewarded by globalists if they do these things within their companies. That's how it's called the public-private partnership that is the New World Order, Agenda 2030, and the Great Reset. You just got to look into it. It's all there. Pfizer's Breakthrough Fellowship offers college students multiple internships, a fully funded master's degree, and several years of employment at a pharmaceutical giant. It also restricts applications to Black and African Americans, as well as Latino, Hispanic, and Native American students. The fellowship requires the fellowship require requirement's state. While Walker doesn't seem to have received the fellowship in question, it's not hard to imagine a company that offers its big desperate to hire the melanin-enabled whenever it can. Even if the ability is shaky, and if Pfizer did that for Walker, it would just be the culmination of a career that has been given racially motivated boosts every step of the way. Obviously, affirmative action to get into Yale undergrad is a given. The school was even slapped with an investigation by the Trump DOJ for its racial and discriminatory practices before Biden pulled the plug on it. But perhaps even more than regular IV admissions, medicine as a field is one of the areas where affirmative action is at its most dramatic and most dangerous. showing the MCAT scores and GPAs to U.S. medical schools by race and ethnicity from 2022 to 2023. Um... Total MCAT scores, here we go. Uh, whites, 512. Native, Hawaiian, Pacific, others, 508. Hispanic, Latino, Spanish, 506. Black or African American, 505. Asian, 514. And African American or Native American, 504. Multi race, 511. Unknown race, 513. So, anyways, point showing you affirmative action, not exactly great for uh, having the best people in the medical field. No offense. Glancing at the above chart, you might think those differences don't look very dramatic. Uh, 512.6 point average for whites versus 505.7 for blacks, and then just points out of more than 500, so what? But this is misleading. MCAT has scored 472 to 528. A 505 is only in the 61st percentile of MCAT scores while 512 points is in the 83rd percentile. Asian um, scores ranging from 514 are on the 88th percentile. Just to get a seat in the medical school, whites need need to be 22 percentiles above blacks and Asians have to be 27 percentiles better. But soon, there may be no MCAT at all. That's right, why would we want to test in and make sure we have our best and brightest in the medical field? No, 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 we don't do that anymore in any part of our world. We need to eliminate bias, because that's what it is. It's bias, it has nothing to do with skills. And it's not necessarily by race. Every single different field has standouts of all races. The point is, when you don't allow the standouts to get ahead, you result in mediocrity. Should be common sense for our world, but apparently nothing in our common sense is common sense in our world these days. That's the beginning of the end of it. Measurability is an obstacle to diversity. So measuring ability must go. If the MCAT test ends up going to pass and fail, then it would follow the simple steps of the U.S. Medical Licensing Exam. Scores on step one of the U-Smile taken by students from during medical school have long played a central role in which residency students are accepted to. A strong score is crucial for acceptance into the most challenging specialties. Not anymore, though. Now step one is a pass-fail test. Why? Oh, come on, you know the answer. Of course, USMLE scores are inversely correlated co- co- and the odds uh, a medical student will later be disciplined for misconduct as a physician and MCAT scores in turn are correlated with the performance on the U-Smile. USMLE, whatever. Oh God, I'm just getting through it. In a more sane world, it would be so obvious it, would, it wouldn't have to be said people who score better on the mcat do me- do better in medical school score better on later exams and ultimately make better doctors whoa that statement right there just blew my mind man as such if we want to make better p- medical professionals, we should elevate those with better MCAT scores. But America does the opposite because we as a nation, we have decided that competency in the practice of medicine, the preservation and the extension of human lives is a feeble matter compared to the great cause of diversity. It's all situation of the opposite. It's all a situation that is perfectly engineered to produce people like Jordan Walker, use racial preferences to get into Yale, use racial preferences to get into med school, and then as America's racial reckoning obsession is hitting its absolute peak, use racial preferences to land a rapid sequence of elite jobs that he's not actually good at doing. And right now, left unchecked, it's all getting worse. There's a comforting myth that racial discrimination in the form of affirmative action is just a tiebreaker or a way of elevating those with more promise, but less superficial polish. That is how it works. That is now how it works and has never and never has been. The American affirmative action cult has always been about favoring less able people over more able ones purely based on skin color or other superficial identity traits. There has been a vague sense of that things, uh, of, for things that really matter. Pure competency will reign supreme. That is a lie too, or alternatively, the management of America's medical system shows that the lives and health of the American masses do not matter. Why, do, why does America have so many Jordan Walkers? Shrill, hysterical, sinister, incompetent? Because every day we choose to have them. There you go. Great article in today's um, uh, today's Revolver. Did Darren write this one too? It sounds like him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who wrote this one? Uh, I'm guessing it was Darren. It's probably staff written actually. So yeah, a great article on that front uh, to talk about the realities of our world. All right, what time do I got? Man, I got so much more to get to. I'm not going to be able to dig too much into this today, but this is that lawsuit with Bob Woodward that we were talking about when he first talked about this. This is going to be massive when this actually hits. This is uh, what President Trump was talking about in his truth yesterday against filed against uh, Simon and & Schuster and Bob Woodward in general. Um, the nature of the action. I'm just going to read this section here and then... Uh, <laughs> We'll just, we'll just let it play itself out. The media today probably does not dig deeply enough or spend sufficient time on stories. The best way to ensure that sources will be open and honest is to treat them fairly. This is an excerpt from a response provided by journalist Bob Woodward posted in a Q&A, answers, Q&A questions and answers section on his website, bobwoodward.com. When it came to treating President Trump fairly, Mr. Woodward talked the talk, but he failed to walk the walk. This case centers on Mr. Woodward's systematic usurpation, manipulation, and exploitation of audio of President Trump gathered in connection with a series of interviews conducted by Mr. Woodward. Said audio was protected material subject to various limitations to use and distribution and, um, as a matter of copyright license, contract, basic principles of the publishing industry, and core values of fairness and consent. Now, that statement right there... Is going to change the world when this lawsuit gets done. I hope, anyway. That in usurping, manipulating, and exploiting such material, Mr. Woodward has acted in concert with SSI, a major publishing company, which brings the work of many authors, including Woodward, to hundreds of countries and territories. And SSI's parent company, Paramount, individually and collectively, these entities have systematically, blatantly, and unlawfully usurped President Trump's copyright interest, his contractual rights, and the rights as he holds as an interviewee through the publication of an audiobook and other works as set forth predicated upon the subject audio solely for their own financial gain and without any accounting or recompense to him. Prior to commencing this litigation, President Trump and his counsel confronted defendants with their wrongdoing, however, they brazenly refused to recognize President Trump's copyright and contractual rights. Instead, they proffered various flawed and irrelevant justifications which are unavailing and devoid of any legal merit. Rather than cease their infringement or even account to President Trump, the defendants have doubled down in a, a very, a, a very attempt to reap more benefits from their ongoing violation of president trump's rights defendants have converted the audio not only not only into an audiobook but also into a derivative works including a cd paperback and ebook again at the expense of president trump and without accounting to him the defendants ongo- ongoing concerted efforts to profit off the protected audio recordings and the works that they have distributed derived from the pr- protected audio recordings have caused president trump to sustain damages necessitating in this institution and this action the, through this action President Trump seeks inter alia um, a declaration of his copyright interests in the subject audiobook, CD, paperback, and ebook and recovery of damages sustained. That is going to be very interesting to see. Now, I thought I heard there was more movement on this case. Uh, this was filed 120, 2023. Um, and I have not seen – if you if anyone out there has seen more movement in that case, can you let me know real quick? But I haven't had a chance to dig on it, and i got to keep moving because I'm running out of time. And i got another another dig on uh, my rush I need to talk about here in just a moment as well. Thanks, guys, for being here today. Putsy Will, great to see you out there. RP4L and uh, many others out there. Knock my socks off, great to see you as well. Rumble crowds out there lurking, listening, in and hanging out as well. Vector, good to see you. Hope all is well. Vector, God bless you. Thanks for being here today. Appreciate that. I saw Bales was in the house. Good to see you, Bales. What's good? Twitch crowd still hanging in there. How are you guys doing? Much love. Hello, Jane. How are you How are you doing today? Great to see you. How, how you. how are you? How are you? Comfortably numb, hanging out as well. Uh, great to see you guys hanging out today. Much love. Ranger Billy, cloaked unseen, plate full, and Bales, I missed those. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you guys for the gold pill love. Down home, much love. Throwing you something back at you. I appreciate you. All right, let me keep it moving here today. Al Chapo's son had an anti-aircraft gun in his bedroom. just thought I'd let you know just thought you might be interested in that (laughs) I don't I'm just like huh Ovidio Guzman one of the sons of the drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman was captured early this month in a gunfight between hundreds of his henchmen and the Mexican army was ready for war remember and about a month ago, we, I saw reports from down under, down yonder, I should say, that there was some type of Mexican um, army operation in Sonola, and there was nothing leaked. All they said is that there was a major operation and it was nothing else was said. So I'm like, huh, well, guess what? Here's what happened when the Mexican army um, engaged his whole group of henchmen that found 47 weapons, including some very high-powered weapon, high weapons and anti-aircraft guns. These type of guns can't be sold at any store, so we are finding out who sold them. Mexico's Foreign Minister Marcelo Eberdin said during Congress meeting on Monday, I wonder, I wonder where, huh? Does it, you guys, anybody out there in my chat know? Who, who's, who's engaged in weapons trafficking? Do we know, remind me, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, that's right, the clowns in America. Paulie, thank you for the ship, my friend. Thanks for the cookie, Joe. How big was his bedroom? <laughs> uh, looks like it's pretty big, uh, from, the, from that picture there anyway. Um, he said that the weapons seized inside Guzman's house were traced back to the same U.S. gun manufacturer sued last year by the Mexican government. He blamed them for arming these individuals, even though we all know how this shit works. (laughs) It's the government and NGOs who make this shit happen. But they're going after the gun manufacturers, as always. Anyways, uh, when we were talking about how that that guy in Chicago worked a deal, and then right after that uh, news announcement hit... We heard about this military operation happening down there with El Chapo's son, and boom, there you go. There's the summary of that. Ukraine corruption scandal stokes longstanding aid concerns in the United States. The New York Times put an article out with that headline, Ukraine corruption scandal stokes longstanding aid concerns in the United States. And then they proceeded to write a cover-up as, as if it were written by the clowns in America, this shakeup in Kiev sends a strong signal to others who would try to rip off this war effort, and is important for the future of Ukraine," said puppet Victoria Newland. Yeah, fucking right. That's what actually happened. No, what actually happened was is um uh globalist seizing more power and getting rid of those that may not want to play the game. Anyway, that was the headline. And so what's interesting is, is there's truth to that headline, right? (laughs) It's just hilarious, though, excuse me, that as you can see, a top State Department official says the ouster of several Ukrainian officials this week after corruption charges sends a very strong signal. Yeah, but it's not the signal that uh, <laughs> that's for freedom. It's, about, it's, a, it's a signal of consolidating power, what that is. It's also a signal to uh, Putin. So that's really what this all is, as far as the geopolitics of it all, But look at, I mean, just I mean, just like every other thing. They just kept puppeting it, puppeting it, puppeting it. But what's the truth about this story? Now, here's where I want to talk about my Russia for a little bit. And this is probably going to take me a good 20, 30 minutes. This is why I'm hoping you guys are going to stay with me for a little bit. Because I want to show you guys the dig that In The Matrix did. And then show you why I think that there is propaganda as part of this. Now, I'm just going off of what I can show you, and I'm gonna show you why I think this, and you can take it for perspective, leave it or whatever you wanna do, but there's more to the story about bioweapons labs all around the world, including in Russia, including in China, and there's also more to the story about the Ukraine bio labs as linked to Burisma, as linked to Hunter Biden. All of that is true. All of that is true, but good propaganda has truth in it. And so I want to just present this to you. This is the dig, all the information I could find on Telegram with regards to the, in the Matrix and Shady's show dig on Burisma and the rest. All right. These are all of the articles. Just listen. These are all of the articles that are on Telegram with regards to this Equal Health Alliance, Hunter Biden email leaks and all of this stuff. All right. Now. Let me just say that these are all of the things that I could find on Telegram, all right? And this is my Telegram, which is much different than everybody else's, but this, I'm just, let me get to the point. Hunter Biden invested in a pandemic firm collaborating with Danzig's Equal Health and the Wuhan Lab. June 28, 2021, an article in the National Post by Natalie Winters. Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, an investment firm led by Hunter Biden, was the lead financial backer of Metabiota, a pandemic tracking and response firm that has partnered with Pizer Danzig's Equal Health Alliance and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Rosemont Seneca Partners, RSTP, was an offshoot of Rosemont Capital, an investment founded by Biden and John Kerry's stepson in 2009 that counted Biden as the managing director. Among the companies listed in an archived version of the firm's portfolio is Metabiota, a San Francisco-based company that purports to detect, track, and analyze emerging infectious diseases the National Post can reveal. And now, you guys have all mostly done these digs. I'm just going to present these things to you and then give you why I think... There's a combination of Russian propaganda happening here and there's more to the story. Then you have this, um, a widely shared and and, uh, spread thread from June 6th, 2021. June 6th, 2021 from some random Bobby underscore network thread. I'd say the relationship between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Equal Health Alliance in New York date back to the 90s, showing a deep dive thread into Equal Health Alliance that is, as far as you can see in the presentation of these things, pretty well laid out with sourced information. Karish coined the term One Health. He is moreover project liaison for USAID emerging pandemic threats, PREDICT 2, and on the Bipartisan Commission on Biodefense. As you can see, his particular conservation network has penetrated deep into politics. PREDICT partners are CIA Outfit, Metabiota, and Billionaire Club for the Wildlife Conservation Society, the WCS. Metabiota, Nation Wolf, Nathan Wolf has received uh, research support from Google, Skull Foundation, NIH, NSF, Gates Foundation, Nat Geo, Merck, Research Laboratories, and various branches of the United States Department of Defense. Metabiota is funded by the CIA's venture capital fund, in Wolf on the scientific board of EHA, part of a global viral project funding the citizen of Terramar, pictured Nathan Wolf and Ghislaine Maxwell. All right, now let me go to this. These are all the things, the digs that I could find on Telegram. Here's the Equal Health Alliance President, Pinzer Danzig, trying to block the public sequence of the viral sequence data from China related to COVID-19. That was paid for by U.S. taxpayers. This is an email from April 28th, 2020. From Peter Danzig to Honling Lee Li of the Equal Health Alliance, Tammy O'Rourke from Metabiota, and Carbon Copy Tracy Goldstein, Shimura uh, Aleski, Christian Kruder, I don't know, a bunch of others. R.E., the China GenBank sequences. April 28th, 2020, 1130 a.m. All, it's extremely important that we don't have these sequences as part of our PREDICT release to Glenbank at this point. As you've heard, these were part of the grant just terminated by the NIH. Hmm, political article showing Trump cuts research on bat human virus uh, from China. Having them as part of PREDICT will have become a very unwelcome situation to UC Davis, PREDICT, and USAID. Cheers, Peter. Linking, obviously, USAID as well as the Equal Health Alliance blocking the viral release of this information. President Trump defunding it. Thank you, President Trump. Then you have this. This is from Garrett Ziegler. April 16th, 2014. I'm not sure if it actually this is from Garrett. I'm not sure exactly where I found this. John Deloche. Quarterly update draft. To Hunter Biden. Devin Archer. Neil Callahan. William Lee. Guys, would... Like, would like uh, to get a quarterly update out of our LPs this week? Please let me know if you have any comments on this draft. Dear Limited Partner, thank you for being part of the first closing of the RESTP 2 LP. Quarter one 2014 was an active one for the fund. We closed two new investments in quarter one, including Council and Metabiota. Council gives millions of men and women across. Uh, access to vital information about their bodies to make informed choices about their lives this company which our partnership has a significant experience as we invested in their first institutional series b round from the first fund of 2011 those of you who have done the dig on council S Y L know that shit's straight fucking evil <laughs> literally we also had a first institutional round in metabiota as you can see there, you probably can't see it very well, but I can't make this any bigger. Then we have this. We also launched a new website to more effectively market the fund the quarter of one. We believe our new website is impactful representation of our strategy, differentiated team, and value add, so forth, so on. Um, that's pretty much that. Um, welcome to the RTSP team, Hunter, the rest. Then you have this. an R, uh, Another thread written on October 17th, 2021, a Metabiota thread. Again, October 17th, 2021, produces bio agents under the diplomatic cover at secret labs and then sells pandemic insurance and trackers to help countries to get ahead of what they're putting out. The company part of the Pentagon's Pentagon's DRTA program, as well as funded by Rosemont Seneca of Hunter Biden. Our mission is to make the world more resilient to epidemics. Yeah, You can see there, here is the handwritten out Rosemont Seneca pilot growth company through key investors, Neil Callahan. Hunter Biden, Christopher Hines, Devin Archer, um, and then you get into the locations uh, of where these are, San Francisco, D.C., Tbilisi, Georgia, of a U.S. non-U.S. lab site, Baghdad, Iraq, Kazakhstan, Singapore, China, Ukraine, non-disclosed lab site, Tanzania, Republic of uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, Munich, Germany, and many others. Future endeavors from the Global Infectious Diseases Program, AI, Artificial Intelligence Tools, Projects of the Pandemic Trackers, Pandemic Insurance, CEOs, Nita Madhav, Madhav, um, Air Worldwide, Special Pathogens Branch at the CDC, Dr. Nathan Wolf, again, there's that name again, Chairman of the Board of Metabiota, member of DARPA's Defense Science Research Council, funded by Gates on the Board of the Equal Health Alliance, and then finally, the overview. Meta, Meta means beyond and after or beyond, biota means all that organisms that live in a region partners with the industry and governments worldwide to build resilience to epidemics and protect global health. And you know how that goes. Metabiota partners with industry and governments worldwide to build resilience to epidemics and protect global health. Again, this whole thread from Sierra Leone, how the Pentagon... Uh, was, was involved in the Ebola crisis in West Africa from 2012 to 2015. And the country's epicenter of the Ebola outbreak was in 2014 to 2015. Biowarfare scientists using diplom- diplomatic cover to test man-made viruses in Pentagon biolabs. Of course, the only ones that are being talked about seem to be Ukraine. However, comma, there is a public map of Silverview Media from, from 2021 showing these Pentagon bio-laboratories in 25 countries. Again, this is all public information on Twitch. I'm, pres- I'm just Let me just continue to show you what I have found on all of these topics, okay? Metabiota vi- uh, video surveillance, a viral surveillance for the PREDICT program from uh, 2014 to 2017 by Charles Chow. Um a 2017 study supported by USAID through the emerging pandemic threats predicts project. Again, others, Nathan Wolf, Peter Danzik, and the rest. Uh, the threat continues to go on to talk about all of these links to USAID and the rest, which again, we believe that these are legitimate digs and information that I have been able to verify with my digs. I'm sure many of you are saying, what do you mean? Is this all? Go-? No. Most of the information that I have been able to dig on this, confirms this information that these are, are all DOD linked and the rest. But let me just continue. Here is an email from John Deloche to Devin Archer, Neil Callahan, Hunter Biden, Eric Schwerin, and Rob Walker. Gents, hsin-fu, sinfool. Inventor of LED semiconductors with an existing RSTP investor. Just told me he's in for a million dollars for Rosemont Seneca Partners too. That was my second ask besides the Rothschilds. Two million dollars, seven million to go. Looking forward to syncing up soon. R. E. game plan to complete the RSTP it's section two fundraise. Managing director of Rosemont Seneca Partners. Uh, an email dated January eighth, twenty thirteen. Then this, Cabal shuts down Jack Maxey's link in Switzerland to Hunter's Metabiota emails from CD Media written by on March 28th, 2022, shortly after um, In the Matrix and Shady did that show showing you from information from the year before. anyways, the globalist cabal has shut down the server link in Switzerland that Jack Maxi loaded three days ago with close to 300 emails about Hunter Biden's laptop from hell that proved Hunter was financing bio lab development in Ukraine via his investment firm Ro- Rosemont Seneca big suppression of information is amazing, isn't it? Again, we have all of these things these some of these emails are from the Jack Maxi side of all of this, right? And you have this whole thing going on about what has chain of custody on these emails? what ha, What is actually from the laptop? What is not? You have that whole kind of the underlying elf elephant in the room, right? Just continue listening, please. Breaking on March 28th, 2022, Texas. Oh, that is um, that is the end of that. Okay, now let me show you, given all of that information, all right? The source documents of it and the threads put together, being the source documents for the dig, proven to be well before um, people who take credit for things uh, put them together. Anyways, point being this. Now you have yesterday the foreign, agencies of Ru- or foreign uh, agency of Russia putting this out, saying this. Russian personnel acquired over 20,000 documents of U.S. biological programs. The materials confirmed that the Pentagon aimed at creating elements of biological weapon and testing it on the population of Ukraine. It shows the names of an NGO of Labyrinth in Ukraine, um, a University of Tennessee Health Sciences Center, Colleen Jansen. You have... Um, Louis Von Thayer, president and CEO of Battelle, expert in infectious diseases. Ashley Lucas for public health advisor in Orlando, a recruitment com- company for federal agencies. Um, World, uh, WHO county office in Lugansk in Ukraine, ambassador of American Society of Microbiology at Kazakhstan. Um, Eric Bortz, virologist at uh, the University of Anchorage. Um, And then David Garcia, Center of Military Medicine from Mattel, Anna Gibson, Metabiota. Persons involved in U.S. military biological research in in Ukraine as sent out by Russia. Then you have this, the transfer of unfinished Ukrainian projects to third world countries, a summary of over 20,000 documents, survey of biological and medical laboratories, collection of eyewitness testimony, talking about the DTRA, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, as shown in the thread that I just showed you, sent over to Black & Beach Special Projects Corporation, to the U.S. Department of Energy, then to the Agency of International Development, USAID, through the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, uh, and as well as the $25 million From MSCA for Ukraine, long-term program to support Ukrainian researchers by the Polish Academy of Sciences and the United States Academy of 2022, $600,000. You have the outbreak of Rift Valley Fever in the area of the Naval Medical Research Unit 3, Namru 3. In the Rift Valley Fever epidemic in Egypt that broke out in 1977 north of Cairo, where 18,000 people got sick. It has a link to the Naval Medical Research Unit, NAMRU-3, as well as the Ritt Valley Fever, acute uh, transmissible aerovirus disease, and showing the spread throughout Africa for this specific disease. The next slide shows this. Testing of medicinal products on Ukrainian citizens, use of psychostimulants and narcotics by the AFU military. Volunteers are smuggling unlicensed morphine to Ukrainian front lines. This is a bunch of clinical research on the top left here, the Military Institute of Terez, Shevenko, National University of Kiev. Um, This here is PEPFAR, President's Emergency Action for AIDS Relief. PEPFAR um, aims to reduce the incidence of HIV and AIDS. As you guys know, we have done the digs on that as well. UP8 Project, study of the uh, the prevalence of the Crimean-Congo hemorrhagic fever virus. And then documents in clinics, medicines, pharmaceutical, clinical, diagnostic center from Rabiensk LPR or something close to that. Um, Landfill biometrics and output records by, I can't see that, what that says there. That's a summary of the documents released by Russia's foreign ministry today or yesterday. Now, can I just present this? All of the, all, uh, all propaganda has truth in it, right? All propaganda has truth in it, but it's still propaganda, which means we don't have the full picture of all of this stuff. We don't. And in fact, the information that, as you can see, appears to me to be a summary of artificial intelligence story written by Telegram. That's what this looks like to me. This looks like an artificial intelligence story written through telegram data, which means something's off here. Something is very off here with with this whole biolabs dig. and I, I don't know why. I I' I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I know, The truth of all of this, I'm not saying I've done deeper digs to know as much as maybe somebody knows about all this. Fine, good for you. You've done a deeper dive on all this stuff. I'm giving giving you a 30,000, 40,000 foot view. Look at all of this stuff. And what I see here is the Marxist playbook at work demean all agencies, distrust in all agencies, distrust in the government, distrust in everything around you, create chaos daily, create propaganda daily, constantly make people question the government. Meanwhile, all of the shiny objects that are appointed all around this Russia story, around BioLabs, something is not quite right with it all, and I'm not quite sure what it is, I've just been watching this all play itself out. This is the first time I've even talked about Metabiota on this show. The dig is very interesting. I've done the dig. I did the research on Rosemont Seneca. I've done the dig on all this stuff. I know the links are all there. They're all there in the for the public to see. Right? What? How is that? Po- There's blatant criminal behavior and proof of treason being presented to us. How is this in the public sphere? And if it's in the public sphere, how much justice can we expect from it? Is really where I want to go with that discussion. But, anyways, I hope you see why that I how I see things in a different way with regards to that story. I don't know, man. I just that's just how I see it. So tell me what you guys think out there about that angle. If it's being talked about in the public, do you expect a grand jury to be talking about it too? Where are these leaks coming from and why? That's what, I just can't get past that. Something's not right about all of this stuff. The document scandal, the Biden's in this, the this whole thing. Something's not right with it all. All right, let's get through the rest that I got here today. Oh, before I do that, thank, thanks guys for being here today. I'm going to go in a little bit of overtime. I'm hoping you guys can hang out with me here for a little bit. Um, I just got about um, a few more things I want to cover for you guys. Some IRS stuff, maybe uh, a new court case. Um, oh, the what was this one? This was an interesting dig. Oh, I'm going to show you guys a what's happening in Britain with the uh, Big Brother releasing the Ministry of Truth report. I'm just going to cover it quickly as fast as possible, Um, but you guys need to read this. This It's a 13-minute read. I'm not going to go through it all, but you guys definitely need to see that, so stand by for that as well as a bunch of other stuff out there today. Thanks for being here today, guys. I just want to check in with any kind of breaking news, as I usually do at the bottom of the hour, but because i am kind of got too much I need to cover today, and I I think it's worth our time to go a little bit overtime today just to get it all covered. Um... Still seeing the the he said, she said pointing fingers between the whole Hunter Biden laptop story. I just, it's not, I don't understand it and it's not helpful. And I don't understand why they're going that route. Um, Let me see if there's anything. What's this? Who chief believes COVID did leak from a Wuhan lab after catastrophic accident in 2019? Says the Daily Mail. Jack Pacific pointing that out there today. In- interesting. Who's being forced to put that out there today? In- interesting, interesting. Uh, let's see. Yes, Liz Harrington out there for the president. Getting that message out there. We got you covered, Mr. President. Um, Anything else today? Let me just check in here today. If there's anything really kind of breaking right now. Um... A lot of talk about transgenderism and kids, which is excellent. I'm glad to see that out there. Um, uh, let me see your Biden administration preparing another 2.2 billion dollar weapons package to Ukraine. Oh boy, Biden says he's currently views global warming as a greater threat than whatever dummy. Um, that's breaking right now. Tesla price uh, cuts signal price growth. Job openings are falling. Veritas has got some new stuff out there. I'm sure Joel will get that covered tonight. That was interesting. And uh, winter in Israel. There's your breaking news for the day. Uh, Let's see. Okay, let's get through this stuff. Texas federal judge grants class action status to Navy SEALs in a lawsuit against Secretary of Defense Austin over vaccine mandates. That dropped on March 28, 2022. And um, that case, obviously, major. And it's good, good news to see that uh, be the one. I was going to dig into that and show you why um, that case. Anyways, that's uh, old news already. Uh, secretive British intelligence units censor governments critics by labeling them misinformation. A disinformation chronicle thread uh, by Paul D. Thacker Um, Big Brother releases the Ministry of Truth report exposing the inner workings of the Orwellian government in the United Kingdom, spying on journalists, politicians, and you. Since the pandemic's beginning in early 2020, an increasing number of online discussions have been shut down by social media companies. Lots of discussion on this recently, obviously. labeled disinformation or conspiracy theory, although these companies determine the truth remains a black box. In many cases, social media companies got it wrong and censored information as as false when it actually is true. Natural immunity does protect against the virus. COVID nineteen vaccines never stop transmission. The evidence shows that the pandemic might have started from a lab in Wuhan, China. Now the who's the World Health Organization today is admitting it, but now it's becoming clear that that is what is becoming clear that it was the governments. That were working behind the scenes to shut down public debate, communicating secretly with social media companies, urging them to censor views and criticize that criticize government policy. In one example, a Facebook fact-checker with a long history of getting their facts wrong labeled as misleading an investigation I wrote about problems with Pfizer's clinical trial for the COVID-19 vaccine. We recently learned from internal White House emails that this fact-check uh, that this happened after Facebook had struck a deal with the Biden administration to attack true information that ran counter to the administration's own vaccine policies. The same government intrusion into social media companies is also happening in the United Kingdom. According to a new report Big Brother Watch released over the weekend, the Ministry of Truth, a secretive government unit's spying on your speech, Referencing internal government documents, the the report documents secretive Whitehall units that have been monitoring online critics of of government policies, including MPs, academics, journalists, human rights campaigners, and the public, all under the guise of combating misinformation. Big Brother Watch is a United Kingdom civil liberties group that works to defend privacy and roll back the growing surveillance state. To discuss what's in their new report, I caught up with Silky Carlo, the group's director... To discuss this more, and this thread puts that um, puts that discussion together here for you guys to, so that you can see it for yourselves. Um, let me see here, a couple, another couple of paragraphs here. During the pandemic. Quote, you can listen to the people's personal experiences and to the best medical academic ac- at Oxford, Carlo explains, but this is happening through a small number of social media platforms that are in bed with the government, which has accumulative secret resources to control those platforms beyond the limits of the law. Speaking with me at Big Brother's, uh, Big, Big Brother's watch office. Carlo noted that labeling some speech as misinformation has become a convenient vehicle for the British government to investigate and degenerate views that are critical of government policies. This interview was con- con- condensed and edited for clarity. Do me a favor, grab that link, spread that real far and wide. Especially to my friends across the pond over there. We all know it's not just the United States government that has been weaponized against its citizens. It's the, we- it's the governments around the world, Nazi Marxist governments around the world that are weaponized against the United States people. What else is now? All right, I might be able to actually get through the rest of the show here in the next uh, five minutes or so. Thanks, guys, for hanging out for a little bit of overtime. Appreciate you all very much. Thanks for being here today. Uh, Protowitz faces, um, so this uh, judge that got um, in Wisconsin that um, was never actually elected, Janet Protowitz, violated state code of judicial conduct, has been served with a judicial complaint. I'm going to keep an eye on that there in Wisconsin. That scumbag is one of the Nazi scumbags of the world for sure. IRS says millions of Americans don't realize they're eligible for a tax credit. Yeah, guess what? Tax season's upon us. We ought to start getting our shit together here. The IRS issued a remainder of millions of Americans eligible for a tax credit last year that averaged more than $2,000, but only 20% of those entitled to the money claimed it. Because they don't realize they are eligible. The earned income tax credit was approved by Congress in 1975. The tax credit is administered by the IRS, which states that in 2022, roughly 31 eligible million eligible Americans received about $64 billion in earned income tax credit payments. The tax credit amounted more than $2,000 per person. The IRS estimates that 20% of eligible taxpayers don't claim the earned income, income tax credit. Um, those are... Um, traditionally, uh, non-traditional homes such as a grandparent raising a grandchild, uh, those whose earnings declined or whose marital or parental status have changed people living in rural areas, veterans and self-employed and those with earnings below the tax return firing filing requirement. In particular, people who have experienced a major life change in the past year and their job marital status, new child or others may qualify for the first time. Heads up on that. Secondarily from the IRS, there's this experts warn that a new IRS tax rule are a double whammy for families. That's right. Biden's fucking us in the drive through again there are four main reasons that that will cause 2022's returns to be smaller first no more stimulus checks second that is what's called an enhanced child tax, tax credit that's gone third reason is the pandemic era tax break for charitable de- deductions was killed last year and then finally the fourth reason is some individuals might face taxes on investment gains so plan on <clears throat> paying more taxes this year than you have Probably in the past decade at least. Judicial Watch back in the news today suing Health and Human Services for Surgeon General's office contact with big tech about COVID nineteen vaccines. Very, very interesting. Judicial Watch continues to do the hard work that um to try to help us save this country. God bless him for it and <laughs> Thank God they're there. Finally checking in with FCCED today. to See if there's anything new over there. U.S. arresting BitLotso, co-founder for over uh, alleged $700 million of processed illicit funds. Uh, that is the latest one. U.K. charges ex-Janus analyst with insider dealing and in money laundering. And that is the latest, two over there at FCCED. We're checking in with the Department of Justice to see if they figured out how to do justice. I doubt it. Additional four charges with a connection to the plot to kill a Haitian president. Hmm. Interesting. Just Department of Observes National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Michigan man convicted of charges of providing material support to ISIS and a former Florida CEO pri- uh, sent to prison for tax evasion. <laughs> Two Florida doctors convicted in a $31 million Medicare fraud scheme. Cons- conspirators sentenced to a multi million dollar reptile smuggling scheme. And that's about all I see in the Department of Just Us. Here you go, guys. Thank you all for being here today for a little bit of overtime. We got through it faster than I thought. I was going to read more of that uh, article, but uh, in the interest of time, I'll let you guys go head out today. Thank you all for being here today. Everyone over there on the foxhole, Tracy, knock my socks off, bitch-toria. And the rest of you guys, much love and God bless you all. Tiger Network, thanks for being here today, guys. Everyone lurking and listening over there, do me a favor. Spread those links far and wide. Everyone over there on Rumble, much love and God bless you guys. Vector, The Diligent, Glenn, all the lurkers and listeners, Sausage Launcher, J.D. Rich. uh, (laughs) Zelinsky, Kayla Zelinsky, who else? Beachside was in the house. Great to see you so far. Great, best pillows so far. I I agree, they are the best pillows that I've ever had, and that's why I, I promote them because I I have two of those wonderful my pillows. Indeed, Twitch crowd, thanks again for everything today, guys. Uh, still seventeen of you out there. Uh, let's see here. Let's go see. Let's go see what Pags is up to, huh? How's that sound? Thanks for being here, Twitch crowd. Much love and God bless you all. I appreciate you guys very much, Pill crowd. Thanks for being here today, guys. Ben Q, lurking, Toria. And many others. Knock my socks off. Much love. And God bless you all. See you guys back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored. Don't forget Thursday. Probably no show or a late show. Eh, Same old shit. God bless you all. See you guys tomorrow. Keep the prayers coming. God bless you.
1: Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation.